So you know how after you live enough of your life, you come to understand and listen to your body? Sure. I can tell that while I don't have to poop right now, by the end of this recording, I'm going to be like, God, shut up and leave me alone, you guys. I have to poop so bad. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. I'm going to stretch this bad Larry out. Tuesday podcast episode 241. I'm Sam Ginsburg and here is Tyler Dryblatt. Did Tyler freeze? I can't tell if he's just holding really still and it's an elaborate goof. Uh, I think if I think he froze on I us. Froze. I don't think Tyler can hold still for that long. Yeah, what a son of a bitch. <laughs> so Boris, how you been? Oh, you know. All right. Can you can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're back. I heard I heard you the whole time. I was like halfway through my introduction, but of course, we're not multi-track recording. So uh. anyway, I was saying hello, everybody. Welcome to another <laughs> wonderful episode. We've got possible price increases because of our God Emperor, glitter beer, and Michelob going organic? Question mark. And we also have Mike Boris. Hey, Boris. What is up, guys? Not too much. I like that we all have fairly substantial beards this recording. Beard Brothers episode. Yeah, it's that late winter time, you know, and it's just like, fuck grooming, fuck shaving. Yeah, I, yeah. Totally, I totally hear you. I'm in that same situation where, you know how sometimes you're really not physically attractive, and so you want to cover as much of your ugly face in hair as you can? That's what I got going yeah. on. I've always thought you would really benefit from a burka. I got my hood up now. Is it helping? <laughs> you just want to draw attention away from everything that is right. face. Yeah, I was going to get a face tattoo just because anything would be an improvement. <laughs> Mike Tyson, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, in all seriousness, what is the beer that you have brought along today there, Boris? Today, I have Down the Road Beer Company's Scot- uh, Patchwork Kilt. It's a Scottish-style ale. I think I've had, like, two Scottish ales before, and they just sort of taste very malty, and I'm not really sure what defines them, but Down the Road is a new beer brewery that opened, like, in sort of this industrial park. It's like a dirt parking lot that abuts, like, a bunch of processing plants and other weird machinery shit, and so we went there, and it was very janky, but the inside was very nice, and uh, they just opened up a few months ago, so Ruth and I went out there weeks ago to support them, and I grabbed this patchwork kilt to go. It's good. It's very interesting. It's got like a couple different flavors going on. It's very like caramel malty, like that sort of sweet roasted malty. It might be like a little smoky, not quite smoky, more like heat, like gotcha smoky. I don't know. It's very good so far. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think I think most Scotch ales or like Scotch style ales generally are pretty heavy on that kind of. Uh, maltiness, caramelness. Oh, what's the ABV on that? Did you mention? I was just looking that up. I did not. It is uh, 4.5%. Oh, really? Because I was about to say, I also generally associate them with high ABVs. Uh, I think you're confusing Scotch ales and Scottish ales. 
Yeah, Scotch yeah, Ale is like a wee heavy, and they usually pack a punch up around nine. Scottish Ale, I think, is just like a malty thing. It's like a brown ale, but it's maltier. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely tastes pretty light, so. I went ahead and got Mikeller Mastodon Mother Puncher, which is a farmhouse IPA brewed with passion fruit. The last Mikeller beer I got was also some sort of fruit based beer and it was god awful so my expectations are pretty low this is 6.6 percent abv it looks it's a it's a slightly hazy kind of a yellowish color with a medium head Ooh, it smells really good it smells like a fruit cup mm. okay mm, interesting i would not say that this is necessarily an india pale ale i would say this is more like a like a sour pale there's definitely like a serious puckering at the beginning of the the flavor here like when you first drink the beer your mouth kind of puckers up and then it fades into kind of a sweet more like pale ale profile definitely not hoppy enough in my opinion to be called an ipa but very tasty yeah i think we've talked before on the show about how like breweries just slap ipa on pretty much whatever they want in order to like sell beer yeah yeah but that doesn't that surprises me from is it Mickeller? I would say McKellar. I, I think I said McKellar. Oh. However the fuck. It, I don't know. I feel like that trend I mostly see either in American beer or shitty overseas beer. And yeah, yeah. and McKellar is good. They're what? They're Danish? I think they're Dutch or something, yeah. Based yeah. on my experience outside of America, I sort of assume that an IPA is like an American craze. Because, like, if you go to, I've been to, like, London, Munich, and they all have these, like, very specific styles of beer that they make, and they're not close to IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, despite it not really being an IPA, in my opinion, I like it a lot. Cool. Yeah. Sam, what are you drinking? So I also have a European brew from Castle Brewery von Hanserbrück. I don't know how much of that is their actual name. It also says Castile. <laughs> Unclear. This is Rasp Barista Raspberry Chocolate Quad. It's a big old bottle, so Three Stacks is going to come up here and steal a bunch from me at some point. And it's 11%. It's got a cork. I'm just going to go ahead and... What was the style again? I haven't... Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's a quad, but it's got some other flavors going on. I haven't had a quad in a long time, and it just really makes me sad. Because they're so good? It's probably been like... Yeah, I re- they're one of my favorite styles. And for some reason, I haven't had one for probably like two years. Ooh, baby. All right, so this is... This guy smells on smells on smells. When I first popped the cork, I was immediately hit with raspberry, as I call it. Because I think it's important to pronounce all the letters in a word. And then I poured it, and it's just waves and waves of chocolate. Mm. So, so those are both accounted for, at least in the nose. I'll have to actually try it now. A lot of raspberry, a lot of chocolate, not that much Belgian quality. Like, it's not particularly yeasty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any of those, like, you know, clove or coriander or whatever, the types of flavors you associate with a quad. But I think that maybe the issue is that those are kind of more subtle flavors. And the flavors here uh, kind of hit you like a truck. So they might be getting buried. But also getting buried is the 11% alcohol by volume. So I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. So is it is it 
sweet because of all the raspberry and chocolate? It, or it is, not really? It's pretty sweet, yeah. Okay. I actually have a follow-up to my beer. I'm going to send you guys the beer list for Down the Road Brewery because they okay. uh, commissioned this artist to do a, a different like piece of art for every beer. And as you guys and our listeners know, I'm a sucker for fun packaging. Oh, man, um, it looks like Labyrinth fan art. Yeah, but this is a really cool, like, I like that it's all clearly by the same artist, but, like, very different scenes. And yeah. thought it might be worth a listen. So if you're listening at home, you can go to downtheroadbrewery.com and see their beer list. The art style um, reminds me a little bit of Coronados. Yeah, I can see that, like the mermaid. Yeah, maybe it's just that I saw a mermaid, and that was the first thing that sprang to mind. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely get Undyne or Undine first if I were there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dip, what's good? Okay. So you've been replaced by a rattlesnake. Speaking of things that look... Speaking of otherworldly, because we're talking about otherworldly artwork, we're going to go to bustle.com where apparently glitter beer is popping up at breweries all over the country and it's mesmerizing to behold. I hate it. What is this? I hate this. Right, so I guess, uh, you know, does everybody remember like that Starbucks unicorn frappuccino? Yes. We talked about it on the show, I think. Did we? That's interesting. But yeah, so that was a big popular beverage made with edible glitter. And I guess some breweries are taking cues from that and putting edible glitter into their beers. My initial reaction was also, I hate this. And I don't know why. I can't pinpoint why I don't like it. I, so, I can. Would you like okay. me to tell you why I think you also hate it? Please tell me. Because glitter's really bad. Okay. In what way? Do you ever get it on you? Yeah, sure, but like, that's not, it's not gonna happen here. When I look at glitter, I don't know what it is about glitter that makes people say yes i want this substance to coat the inside of my body well i mean it's it's edible it's no no more harmful than eating food dye so question number one though is do you pee or poop glittery pee or poop because that might plus it addresses that in the article you do not pee out glitter oh okay good. it gets broken down in your system Okay, yeah. yeah, so then I'm now 100% out instead of, like, 99% out. <laughs> the one so saving you, grace has been yeah. eliminated. Yeah, but I don't know. I Like, there's no real reason for me to dislike this as much as I do, right? Like, it doesn't really affect the beer in any way, but I just think it's silly, and it bothers me. Are we certain that it wouldn't affect the mouthfeel in a negative way? I am not certain of that. Because it seems like it would be grainy or something. Oh, yeah. Is it gritty? That could be gross. I don't know. Although it could also add mouthfeel. Uh, not in a pleasant way. I don't, I don't know. I've never I've never, I've never, never put you sand never in a beer and thought sand. it improved it. You never just eaten some, like, uncooked rice? Yeah, no. It just, yeah. This actually yeah, looks like when you're at the beach and you, like, accidentally get a, a mouthful of salt water or sand and it's just, uh... Yeah, and then it's, like, in your mouth for forever, and you can't get it out, and you go to eat something two hours later, and, ugh. Yeah, no, I don't want any of this near my body. Oh, back to Boris's original question about excretions. Yeah. Do we know how long it takes to break down? Because you could have glitter puke. Oh. That's true. Is that covered in your precious article, Tyler? (laughs) I didn't write it. I'm Tyler. I read the article. Oh, sorry, I'm doing my one job. Uh, no, it, that I mean, depending on how fast you puke it up, I assume you could have glitter puke. 
it's probably not instantaneously absorbable. Did you read the sentence after the one where it tells you you won't pee glitter, where it says, all the bladders out there plagued by the burden of toxic masculinity can relax, you're safe? Right, and like I feel like maybe that's why I hate it so much, because I'm toxically masculine. But I'm not like... Don't I, worry, Tyler, you're in no way masculine. Thank you, I appreciate that. You are just 100% toxic. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. I, but I don't feel like I don't like this because it's girly or it makes it look, like, feminine. I just feel like it's a pointless addition, I guess, is my real complaint about it. I definitely have an immediate knee-jerk aversion to glitter. And maybe maybe it is, like you're saying, the toxic masculinity type thing. But is it possible that glitter just sucks and I hate it for reasons that are in no way misogynistic or anything? Yeah, it's possible. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to evaluate my own feelings re-glitter beer and I'm having trouble doing it. I, I guess w when, when you kind of break down the X's and O's of beer appreciation, mouthfeel-wise, we think maybe is an issue, maybe isn't, we don't know. Aroma and flavor seems like it would be unaffected. So yeah. like, what that brings us back to is the, the visual element. Maybe and, it's just because it's so different than what I would like consider within the acceptable range of traditional beer, you know. Well, I, th I, th I think the difference, like, I don't want to say that something looking different from what I think of as beer makes it a bad thing because that turns me into the people that I'm always criticizing because they're, they're scoffing at, you know, using interesting new grains and that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. But my yeah. issue here is... Part of how I judge a beer is by its appearance. And and not sure. not I'm not saying like this automatically looks bad, but I wanna see is it cloudy or clear? Is it light or dark? And those things are all obscured by a shit ton of glitter. Oh yo, if this got skunked, you would not know. <laughs> yeah. No, you totally wouldn't know. Also, okay, so it looks really pretty, like in this little video they have of what I assume is a very freshly poured pint. If you let it sit there for like three minutes, do you just get like a clump? Like, is the last sip of this beer just like you know when you get that like yeasty sip at the end of a, a Hefeweizen or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know and if it like, settles or not. That's a good that's question. Not, like, if you just got like a mouthful of one sip that was just like all the glitter in this. I, I also yeah. I also wonder when you get a beer spilled on you, that's a terrible experience because you're all sticky, <laughs> you're all stinky, and it's unfortunate. Would when it would if you got this dumped on you? When it dried, would you just have a bunch of glitter all over you? Because that would be just the pits. Presumably, but, like, I imagine it's not the same as normal glitter. Like, I don't think it would break down because it's in beer and the beer doesn't break it down. But I can't imagine it's, like, big foil flakes like normal. Yeah, I mean, maybe unlike regular glitter, it would be very easy to just wipe off. But I don't, I don't know. And I have no interest in learning. <laughs> So one of these breweries, Two Birds Nest, is in Australia. The other one doesn't tell me where it is. It says it's in CLP, like an airport code. Charlotte, North Carolina. Ah, uh, okay. You didn't learn your airplane codes in school, Boris? Uh, can't say that I did, no. No, it, it actually just says it in the article in a different place. <laughs> oh, okay. Not reading the article strikes me again. But it does say it's the first all-female-owned brewery, which is pretty cool. I, And I'm really into that. I just... It bums me out a little bit that they're like, we're, I, don't, I guess I don't know their thought process, but it feels like they're saying, we're all girls and girls love glitter. And like, that feels really reductive. Like, that's, that's a, I think that's a pretty big assumption. Did you see a related thing where Johnny Walker basically put uh, 
made like a woman logo like it's the guy with the top hat and the cane and stuff but it's like a very fancily dressed lady i gotta be honest i don't think i could recognize the johnny walker logo really i have Uh, i'm gonna google it real quick he looks like a looks like a a, a 1800s fancy man just walking along i've never seen this fellow before in my life well uh, anyway, Jane Walker is her name. I'm a, I'm a Jim Beam man, so I don't know Johnny Walker too well. Damn it. I, w- I was going to suggest a Joan Walker. I I like it. I mean, as far as putting women on alcohol labels go, that's one of the classier examples that I've seen. Well, her tits ain't all over the place, so that's a that's a plus. That's exactly what I'm saying. I read mixed reactions on, like, I don't know, some stupid Reddit yeah, but that's probably just dude bros who don't want a woman on their beer or on yeah, their alcohol. Sort of like, you don't have to pander to women, but also, I thought it was cool that they did. It's not like they made like pink scotch and they were like, "It's the girl scotch." They just like put a lady on their on their scotch and they were like, "Look, women like scotch too." Like, yeah, I so have no problem with that. Is it a particular the- blend that has it, or is it just this is a limited run thing, or is it like fifty fifty? What's the deal? I think it's just a limited number of bottles that are branded with it, and I'm certain it doesn't affect the whiskey at all. Like, it's not like a different... It's just black label, according to the article, but with this logo. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's cool. As long as they didn't put it on either, like, they had a limited-run strawberry wine, Yeah. or, like, I guess it would be bad if they just put it on... What's the worst one? Green label? They have one that's the shitty one. I don't know. I used to know the hierarchy, but I don't anymore. Yeah, but uh, no, based on the limited knowledge I have on this, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. Like, like anybody fucking cares what I think anyway. <laughs> but so, uh, I, getting back to the article, I guess, do you think that there was no thought process involved that was, we're a brewery that's all women and we need to lean into that identity and glitter is a way to do that? Uh, well, so this all-woman brewery, the beer that they put their glitter into is a tribute to Lisa Frank. You know who Lisa Frank is? She's the one with the folders. Right. And so I think there was probably a, you know, thought process. We're a female-owned brewery. Maybe we should make a beer for Lisa Frank because that will appeal to ladies. But the glitter just comes from having a Lisa Frank beer because that kind of plays into that theme yeah those dots definitely connect i get that that might be splitting hairs a little bit in your opinion but i don't know you know i was never a lisa frank man myself i think my folders all had power rangers on them in in our current situation my understanding is that lisa frank is something that people like ironically is was lisa frank a situation where when we were kids there were kids who were like super into it they were like hell yeah yeah, lisa frank yeah yeah i guess i i I didn't have those friends. Maybe you my only friends were boys. <laughs> and that's reflected in my current way of interacting with people. Right. Somebody tell me something about their life. I have a fun story about getting a knife pulled in a subway stop recently. Oh, jeez. Tell me about that. That does sound fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Buckle buckle your buckles, boys. We're going. I'm in. sitting down. So I uh, walk down into my normal T-stop, and it's... One of those where there's like two platforms on the side and then there's two tracks in the middle and the tracks, so it like goes down for the two tracks and there's platforms on each side as opposed to like tracks on each side and a platform. So I go down into my platform and there's, it looks like a like high school fight scene. There's like two people in the middle of this circle and just like 
except instead of like cheering on the people fighting everyone else is just like aggressively ignoring them like <laughs> looking at their phone like trying not to acknowledge the fact that two people are yelling at each other but they've still like cleared a bunch of space yeah okay so the two combatants are like maybe like a 35 year old black guy and like 65 to 70 year old italian guy with like slicked back hair and everything and a patriot's jacket and just very oh. sleazy looking uh how do i know he's italian you ask i will tell you because he kept he kept yelling where's my calzone he was pelting the other guy with garlic so oh. yeah by the time i get down there i cannot like figure out what they're yelling about they're just like yelling so the black guy like looks up at the sky like we're underground so just looks up and starts yelling in like an asian language maybe or he's just making it up it sort of was like some dragon ball z shit like <laughs> did he yell kamahameha he was about to go super saiyan yeah basically so then the black guy hops down into the track which is incredibly dangerous because there's a rail that is like electrified which is how yeah the, the yeah, train the third rail the baby yes so the the guy hops down into the track walks across it they, there's like a bunch of rocks down in the like forming the ground of the track grabs a couple rocks, hops up on the other side, sits down cross-legged with, like, these rocks in his hand, and is just, like, in this meditative stance, but still yelling in this, like, probably <laughs> fake Asian language. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other guy pulls open his jacket, pulls out a switchblade, points it at him, and is, oh, like... Oh, come on! So he's Italian, and he's carrying around a switchblade? Not only that, he is yelling, uh, like, come get me, I'm Italian, motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> just yelled that he was, he told us very clearly that he was Italian, like, eight times. You know when I find it's really effective to break out a five-inch blade is when a person is 30 feet away from you. <laughs> it was more like a, um, like, when someone shows their gun to just be like, I'm carrying, like, he pulled it out and, like, flicked it open. But, like, he wasn't, like, making an attempt to stab at the guy. But, but anyways. But, like, it's not a great intimidation tactic. Like, the dude already fled and is chilling on the other side. You're not going to come after him, presumably. So yeah. this knife ain't doing shit for you. So did the, did, the, did the other guy just sit over there with his rocks, like, angrily yell meditating for the rest of the time until you left? Or what was his deal? So they uh, sort of shouted, well, not, they didn't shout at each other. The Italian guy shouted at the other guy, and the other guy just sort of shouted. <laughs> and then eventually the Italian guy, okay, so, oh, so a train comes in at this point, and it gets, like, 20 feet into the platform and stops because it saw this guy, like, walk across in front of it. Wow, it can and stop so, that quick? Well, I mean, it was, like, slowing down to stop in the platform anyways, but, okay. yeah, it was, I was pretty impressed, too, actually. So the train conductor, like, sees what's going on, and she clearly had called the police or something. And so the Italian guy, so the, after, like, a minute of yelling, the Italian guy, like, shuffles off and, like, <laughs> goes away. Like, I don't really see where he goes. He gets lost in the crowd. So the guy picks up his rocks, throws them back into the, the middle, walks back across the tracks to get <laughs> There is a way to go up some stairs, across, and down some stairs, but this guy goes across the tracks. Sure. Uh, to get back to us and he takes his ipod out of his pocket puts the earbuds in and says why the long face <laughs> like plays music and just starts like dancing to himself like, what so i was not even there and you did not see the beginning but i am almost positive that this insane man started the commotion i got his story actually so oh did you he, did you uh, go up and talk to him tyler don't interrupt this man he's telling a story yeah, he uh, is standing right on the edge of the platform, like, dancing. 
and the train is still just sitting there and everyone else is like waiting for the train to get there and so after like 30 seconds i realized that everyone else is still just aggressively ignoring this guy and so i was just like hey like why don't you step away from the edge of the platform a little bit and he was like oh do you think the train will come if we do that and i was like yeah probably and so he does step away and the train like pulls up right as the police start like filing down as soon as this guy sees the police he just throws everything out of his pockets like onto the ground like his phone and his wallet and his ipod and like puts his hands up which like as a black person i guess that fair everything in your pocket but that is a real reaction oh yeah the police were like not holding their guns or anything they were just sort of like dude pick up your stuff like what are you doing (laughs) and so the police like see me say something to him so they came over and they were like what's going on and i was like i don't know there was like a guy with slicked back hair with like a switchblade and he went that way and there was one police officer who was just this like scrawny guy who was like oh come with me let's try to find him no thank you i don't know if i signed up for looking for an italian dude with a switchblade and now you're in a really bad action movie all of a sudden where you're the like bumbling sidekick yeah and so the train pulls up at this point and people start getting on and so i like make half an attempt to walk down the platform with this off this officer and like look for an old guy with a switchblade and eventually he's like oh yeah i don't want to keep you from getting your train and so i was like yep gotta do that bye and then i quickly <laughs> walked to the train and then i was like anxiously looking around me in case they had some like italian gang thing going on since this guy has already been proven to fill every stereotype can you imagine how much trouble that cop would have gotten in if you found the dude and he stabbed you? Like, you're you're a wealthy white straight man. Like, that's yeah. that's newsworthy that's all of a sudden. around here. Yeah. Yeah, well, because the cop, too, was like, found another guy with slicked back hair that wasn't him and was like, was it him? And I'm like, dude, we don't have to, like, you don't have to ask me to identify this guy publicly, like... Like, make it very clear that I'm helping you. So when you said you got this guy's entire story, what you meant was you asked him to step back in the tracks and then saw when the police showed up. No, because he stepped back and I was just, like, in between those two time, those two events, I was sort of just like, what happened? And he was like, man, he was, like, whispering some shit to me. And... Oh, so this guy's schizophrenic. Yeah. I but also <laughs> chose to take his aggression out on maybe the worst target in that book. You'd think you'd think usually an old guy is a, is a safe target, but maybe not. Yeah, well, that's I was so confused when I like walked down the platform because I was like, "How is this a fair fight? This is like a thirty-year-old guy fighting someone at least twice his age." Weird. But that was my Thursday. I give that story an A. Oh, thank you, Tyler. An A for a pretty good story. <laughs> Oh, dear. Let's do a... Another article. article. Yeah. Yours was better. Thank you. Do you guys want to talk about God Emperor Trump or Michelob Ultra? Really, I want to save that other one because I want to hear both of your pronunciations of that word as many times as possible. Yes, yes, I know. It fills me with so much glee. When Three Sacks found that article, I was so pleased with her. So from from Fortune.com, Michelob... Ultra adds new beer offering with organic ingredients. Yeah, but why is the picture of this guy fucking splashing beer on his face like a goon? He looks like he's trying to waterboard himself. What's the matter with this guy? 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's the tagline says a reveler spills his beer as he empties his stein at the Hofbrau tent on the opening day of Oktoberfest in Germany. None of which really has anything to do with this article except for the fact that it features beer. You know what it looks like? It looks like those like face wash ads, but someone like photoshopped a beer into it. <laughs> like do that like splash water on their face thing. That's funny. There's also, I mean, there's beer running all down his shirt. Oh, you can't have to watch that, buddy. What are you doing? They're on your yeah, suspenders too, dum-dum. To the left of his right hand that's holding the cup, you can just see, like, a stream of beer going not into his mouth. Yeah, man. Down to that lederhosen. Yeah. Yeah. So from Fortune.com, Michelob Ultra is uh, putting out this new beer, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, a beer made with organic grains and without artificial colors and flavorings. Uh, despite the fact that it's made with organic grain, it actually does not get an organic product certification from the FDA. Presumably other things in there or are non-organic. Hops and or yeast? I would assume, right? Like, probably hops. Or, or like, you know, drugs. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what <laughs> yeah, they're using in there. They put in human blood. Well, that could be organic. It depends on how you source it. I guess if you get it fresh out the womb then it would be organic, right? As long as you don't, like, drink pesticides, your blood should be organic, right? Organic just means you didn't use pesticides growing it. Uh-oh. I think. Well, I... I should probably I, stop I drinking start my... gallons of DDT. Ah, uh, you beat me oh. to it. Fuck you. It's not the best joke, Sammy. Oh, dude, DDT. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So, I guess the, the idea behind this beer, according to the article, is to target millennials who are, like, oh, into God. being healthy and whatever. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. You missed. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. If it's not any more expensive than their other beer, I guess I would drink it over it their other beer. I would never drink Michelob because it sucks. Well, sure. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. That's what, like so I'm assuming that it's not I'm assuming it's not the same price. I assume it's more expensive than Michelob Thermal because like organic stuff is just more expensive. So like they would have to pass that cost on or just eat it. But Yeah, it's it's one of two things. It's this is more expensive to the consumer or they're getting a smaller margin out of it, and it's almost definitely the first one. <laughs> Certainly. And so I feel like there are two types of beer shopping trips that I or any other beer fan makes where it's like, am I, do I want something, do I want to spend money on beer that's going to taste good or do I just want like a quantity of beer to yeah. have for people who come over and watch a game or whatever. And this doesn't really check any of those boxes if it's more expensive than Michelob Ultra because I'm sure it's just still bad beer. It's just like now more expensive bad beer. Yeah, I, I would say you're probably right. Maybe this will be a success at bars on tap? Like, in, in in one-off situations, maybe. But as far as a bulk buy, no one's going to make this purchase. And as far as, like, a, a craft snob buy, no one's going to make this purchase. Uh, it does say at the bottom, though, something interesting. That is, Michelob Ultra has uh, increased their sales 27% in the last, like, three years. That's so crazy because I don't think I've seen a person drink Michelob during my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, keep in mind, too, that it's, like, an increase as a percentage of their previous popularity. So, like, if they recruit some more people to drink Michelob Ultra, like, I guess that right. does. But, like... 
Yeah, yeah one eighty-year-old dude convinced two of his friends down in Florida to drink some too. Maybe yeah. I just—it's—it's it's crazy that they're in business because I swear nobody consumes their product. Well, they've definitely been. Um, oh yeah, you guys don't watch commercials. They're trying to brand themselves as like the healthy beer, so they'll do these commercials where like people are out running together and then they come back and have a Michelob Ultra or they like carry a cooler full of Michelob Ultra to the top of a mountain that they hiked and they. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that provides some context to this. I mean, I guess if that's their branding strategy, then it makes sense for them to include an organic ingredient just for the the fact that they can say they have an organic ingredient. Yeah, so I guess if they're going for like, you know, yoga people who don't really know a ton of beer, that could be a good way to grab damn yuppies. Yeah, that could be a way to differentiate themselves among like Bud Light and Coors Light. Yeah. So, Tyler, you said yuppie just now. At what point do I age out of the why element of a yup? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. At some point, I'm, I don't know. Uh, Is like the why young? I've never been yes. clear. Yes, young, yeah. upwardly mobile professional. I thought it was young, urban professional. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm not that urban either. I'm living in fucking Verona. I'm out in the goddamn... Yeah, suburbs. Where our fair, where our tale begins. Again, with uh, this Sam, show. I actually learned a term for what you are recently, which is dink, which sounds very offensive. <laughs> but... Hey, hey, that uh, I might turn that, I might turn that NK around. <laughs> Dickin. Well, no, I'm no. Well, what I'm saying is, well, you're a dink, double income, no kids. There was a a family on the TV show Doug, whose last name was Dink who were total dinks, and that's hilarious to me. But definitely a double-income-no-kid situation, but if if I have my way, the latter half of that term will cease to be accurate. Oh, yeah? But I'm, uh, I'm not the most virile man, and I'm willing to admit that. I, I think it's... I think it, the manliest thing to do is admit your own faults, and, uh... And that's mine. It's my one and only fault. Oh, wow. This is some... This is some hard-hitting content. <laughs> It's good for three stacks though that she finally found a fault for you. Yeah, because she before it's tough being in a relationship with you when you have right. not had a fault until this moment. She was constantly feeling, you know, sad and inadequate, and I was like, "Believe me, I have a fault. You'll find it. You'll find it." And uh, she finally has that low motility. Is that something that uh, y'all are working on, like now? Uh, no, it, it isn't. But um, okay. I don't know. Maybe at some point. We, you know, we just got a cat, and that's a whole thing, and then we got a car, and that's a whole thing, so. Right, I mean, yeah, one out of the two of those is living, and zero <laughs> out of the two of those is a human, so basically the same thing. Well, one of the two is living, and the other of the two is something of a financial burden. That's fair. Yeah. That was actually my yeah. content for the week. I don't know if it's even worth talking about. We got a car. Oh, cool. What kind? Uh, a, a Subaru Forester. Oh, so you you did get that young? Yeah, forester. we yeah we talked uh, about that. We talked about that last week. How that was probably going to happen. It right. It did happen. Uh, I didn't realize buying a that car sucks you... dick. And and now what? I know. What? Excuse me. The process of buying a car is terrible. Oh yeah. Like I was I, gonna say, I, I I knew that you and Three Stacks were looking into a Subaru Forester. I just didn't realize that both of you were actual lesbians. <laughs> Well, that could explain the lack of success in the bedroom, I suppose. <laughs> you can't just out someone like that, dude. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it was it was whack. Like, 
she knew what she wanted and I don't really care about cars. She was like, this is the car I want. And I was like, I could give no fucks. So let's get it. And she like was in contact with the dealership and negotiated the price and was like, this is what we're buying and this is what we're paying. We just have to go there to buy it. And I was like, cool, we'll be in and out there in 20 minutes. It took fucking two and a half hours to buy this car. And it was just like, you know, they wanted to give us a test drive. And like, that makes sense. Test drive it. She already wants it. She's in love with this car. Even if it handles like shit, she's still going to buy it. And then it was just like them. Here are all our uh, warranty packages that cost a fuckload right. extra. It's like, no, dude. This is the price we told you we were going to pay, and this is the price we're going to pay you. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of that but type you of get stuff. The undercoating, Sam. They did try <laughs> to sell us on the undercoating. It was it was hilariously expensive. It was, you, it's uh, like five k for undercoating. It's like dog. That's twenty ish percent of the price of this car. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay that again just for like you to spray some shit on the undercarriage. I'm trying to get out of here. I am yeah. amused. Then they'll be like, "Oh, but all the salt in the winter is gonna get in there if we don't do it." You're like, "Nope, fuck off." And and you know, and then I'll buy another new car because I got money coming out of my ass. You know how it is, mm-hmm. uh, Boris, but not Tyler. I yeah, I certainly don't. Getting paid? I am not. No, I'm not getting paid. Do you want to talk about your JARP, though? Do you got any new JARP news? Do you eat any yeah, trash food of. or any MREs? Did I? Well, I did eat another MRE, but that's um, not really worth talking about at this point. What is worth talking about is that we got uh, – I have a new coworker. We got an intern. You boss um, him around and treat him like shit? Well, I wanted to, but he's like – I don't know. He makes me uncomfortable. He's so, 80 years old, and he's jacked. No, well, no, he's not, he is older than me. He's 30. He is, so he's 30, he's Romanian, and he has two masters and is working on a third. And I'm like, why are, why are you here? Masters in what? So he has a masters in, what is it? It's like a masters in military history, war, no, not, not military history, excuse me. It's war studies early modern european history and he's enrolled in a master's program for like diplomacy and international relations dude this is some ender's game ass shit yeah Yeah, i know and he's your intern right yes like i'm technically his boss and i just feel and i don't even know what like six more degrees than you oh yeah oh yeah and and like yeah and he's older than me and he sounds like vlad drackle so I don't even know how to handle this guy. So that's that's my news. I've only worked with him two days, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty weird. That is very uh, weird. Cool. So this seems like as good a time as any to transition to the porn game. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh shit. We've only had we've only had an eighteen month hiatus. I have one, and it's bad, but uh, oh, I can't get it out of my head. So I feel like I have to do it. It, it just popped into your head. It popped in my head earlier this week, but I still have to oh, do okay. it. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought talking about my Romanian coworker made you think of something, and that uh, was the avenue of thought I was going to go down. Oh, no. That would be uh, a, a misdirect. What's the term I'm looking for? A red herring. A red herring. Thank you. Yeah. So th- this is based on a video game series. Okay. This is about a, a male pair of siblings that uh, like to cause breathing problems via their feces. Oh, no. Brother Asthma Poop. How do we turn that into a game? This is a video game 
Uh, it's a video game series. I guess there's also a game called It, but it's better oh, okay. known as the series. Wolfenstein. Did you go to Wolfenstein just because it's German and there's poop involved? And it's a video game series. <laughs> okay. Is it not Wolfenstein? No, it's not. Okay. You were closer. Uh, Somebody said brothers, and that's part of it. Oh. Yeah, um, Pooper something brothers. Oh, wait, no. Brothers is a shit. No, I fucked it all up. Brothers was a changed word, but Pooper is correct. <laughs> okay. So it's Super Mario Brothers, I assume? Yeah, so Pooper and then and then Mario is correct, and then the word for, you know, general asphyxiation. Pooper Mario Smothers? Yeah, it's that one. <laughs> hey, it's better than you got, Boris. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I got another one for you. I just came up with it. Okay. All right, so this is about, um, this is based on a movie. It's it's about a person that pees on people. Uh-huh. And uh, it does this in many eras. Is it Urinator? Like Terminator? Oh, no, it's not. But that, I mean, that does hang together. But it's not that at all. It's a good all guess, right. but it's way off. It's, uh, the movie is based on a book. The movie comes out later this week, and I'm seeing it, and I'm not happy about that fact. Oh, I have no idea what movies are cr- coming out. I you was going, I, like, literally tonight. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to figure out how this was The Time Traveler's Wife, or Hot Tub Time Machine. It's not. Clearly. Time is correct. <laughs> Sweet. Isn't there, is there a Jurassic Park movie coming out this week or something? Not that I'm aware of. All right, well, let's see, Dr. Google. What's coming up? Oh, oh, A Tinkle in Time. Yeah, you got it. Okay, that one was better. Yeah, that was that was way better than Pooper Mario Smothers. Uh, and so we all agree that I have the gold and silver medalist for this week? Well, at least the gold because of that urine. Got him! Got him! Should we uh, raise these let's, beers? Let's finish off this article, last article, real quick. So, WashingtonPost.com. You guys, I presume, have been up on the news, right? I know Samuel, at least, is a news junkie. What? No, Boris probably knows what's going on. Uh, You guys are aware of these tariffs that DT has promised? The one that he helped his friend commit insider trading, and apparently nobody cares somehow? Yeah. That's the most baffling part of this. I don't actually care that much about tariffs in general it's really just this whole this whole thing feels like it was a marketing ploy which is wild to me that's not what you're supposed to be doing but yeah so specifically what we're talking about here is the fact that according to the washington post this uh tariff situation could jack up the price of delicious delicious beer because obviously aluminum is used in the construction of beer cans oh shit yeah, one thing I think is important to realize, though, is that so far Trump has really only tweeted about this. Like, there's no policy that's been enacted to put tariffs in place yet. So we'll have to see what really happens. I do like this sentence that is, his Commerce Department put out lengthy reports that they need uh, more steel and aluminum for their F-18 and F-35 fighter jets and armored military vehicles. Because, like, I don't know. Okay, first of all, like, I know we have a shit ton of these, but, like, of the whole steel market in the U.S., how much of a percentage could that be? <laughs> Going into those jets? Yeah. Yeah, and second, just, like, the blatant military fetishization in this country is disgusting. But Hey, aren't you psyched for that military parade that's probably going to go down in Washington? 
So sick. Of, like Kim Jong Un style. Yeah, Korean bro. Korean style military parade. Yeah, it should be great. I mean, I think the more important part that we really need to be focusing on here is listen, you don't build big old walls just out of concrete. You need rebar, and rebar is made from steel. <laughs> Come on, focus, you guys. Oh, yeah, right, but it's right. going to be made out of good old American steel, Samuel. We have to keep those Mexicans out or something. I still don't really understand it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't – I'm not educated enough on, like, the economy and trade to really have an opinion on, on these tariffs and what they will probably do or not do. Um, but I still felt it was important to mention because it's part of the wider conversation that's happening in the world wider conversation of fuck donald trump yeah uh, i do like the sentence if you drink beer soda or Lacroix, you'll probably get it from an aluminum can like, what is Lacroix not a soda <laughs> it's, it's a seltzer water, water. But it's like a specific brand that's true that's true and it's like a very it's like a uh, talk about fetishization foods. yeah it's like the whole foods of seltzer water like i happen to like seltzer water and get like generic branded shit because it's literally just water Oh, yeah, um, people people flip their shit for LaCroix. I know that. But, yeah, LaCroix can cost up to, like, a buck a can at some grocery stores, which is, like, outrageous for 12 ounces of water. Um, yes, yes. But it's, like, yeah, like I said, it's the Whole Foods because it's, like, perceived as better and more expensive. I just, like, there are three categories of aluminum can <laughs> is beer soda, and LaCroix. Right. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Should we, should we talk we about talk- him proposing getting rid of term limits, or is that too much? I, I was, yeah, yeah, that's, that makes me sad. Let's just move on. Okay. Uh, do we, do we want to talk about this article anymore or is it rate town? Uh, this article is uninteresting and also a bummer. So let's move on. Sick. Yeah. Word. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but, uh, I'm about done with my, my brewski. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Samuel, let's have you start us off. Sure. Yeah. I had rasp barista, raspberry chocolate quad. And I kind of came in and out of this one in terms of the raspberry. There were parts of it I was like, ooh, this is some raspberry-ass beer. And there were parts of it that was like, this is really fakey raspberry. And I don't – it probably isn't actual raspberry would be my guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't find that the, the fakiness like came to the focus that often. But every now and then I would have a sip and I was like, oh, this sucks. And then I would ha- my next sip would be fine, and which is a weird experience. I had a different chocolate quad by this brewery, and I, w- I would say that one was better. I think the raspberry <laughs> the raspberry takes away more than it adds, even though I do think it's interesting. I think it just it's it's a little faky and it's a little distracting. But I don't know. That's nitpicky because I really enjoyed this, and I kind of pounded through it, and it's 11%. I'm going to give this a 7.9. Nice. And I would say, I mean, if you like Belgians and you want something richer, this is perfect. Yeah. Fair deuce. I had McKellar's Mastodon Mother Puncher, which they say is a farmhouse IPA brewed with passion fruit. I really liked it. I definitely noticed the passion fruit, and I think passion fruit is a is kind of a good fruit to use for something like this because it's uh, sweet and fruity, but not overwhelming like uh, possibly raspberry can be. Uh, so I thought it was nice. Um, the one complaint I have is that I didn't feel like this was hoppy enough to really be called an IPA. If they said this was like a, a uh, a passion fruit pale or something like that. I was a couple points in that regard. Um, 
Otherwise, I really enjoyed it. I will give it a seven, and I will recommend this to, I don't know, people who, if you like fruity beers, this is a really good fruity beer because it definitely has, like, fruit characteristics without being cloying or overly sweet or, you know, dominating other flavors. So there you go. Boris. Cool. Congratulations to Sam on getting to say raspberry that many times in a row. <laughs> very satisfying. A very happy man. People um, forget about that P, but it's important. It's raspberry. Uh, we know. I had Down the Road Beer Company's Patchwork Kilt Scottish Style Ale. This was It was 4.5%. So it was like kind of sweet, caramely, malty, and really like not heavy at any point. I'm going to give it an 8. I really liked it. Comes with fun can art of like some headless dude in front of a gate. And I'm going to recommend it to, like, if you want to keep it light, but you don't like hops and you don't want to drink swill, this would be a good thing to bring to a, a gathering and you're not going to get like too full and gross and heavy. Cool. <laughs> Word. So uh, this is a rare episode in which everybody likes their beer. That doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Or you guys yeah. like your beers. I don't usually listen when you talk. Oh, uh, well, Boris, I do listen, and it's lovely listening to you. Thanks for coming back on. Oh, thanks, Tyler. Anytime. Yeah, no problem. Sam, screw you. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. <laughs> listener, right there. Yeah, listener, if you have anything you want to say, you can email us at BrewsdayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BrewsdayTuesday, or you can comment on our links at BrewsDayTuesday.com. Don't do the best to keep it down, and we'll see everybody next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here comes a beer, catch all your tears Drink the remedy, forget about your problems Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts Drink the remedy, forget about your problems This one's on me, fix you for free Drink the remedy, forget about everything This one's on me, got what you need And take your medicine, you feel better, friend uh, Oh, shit Wow, he dipped hard <laughs> I didn't actually mean to hang up right away. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, he is out of here. <laughs>